what a sad case I am. Hey, I've got to just click myself on. By the way, if, yes, if you're ever in Norwich passing through, come and have coffee. Um, there you are, on the house. So I just say, Goff said that I could have a coffee on the house. And uh, actually, one of the jobs that I've given myself in Norwich is I'm head of quality control coffee, okay? So I get to taste coffee all the time and uh, make sure it's good. Um, yeah, looking pretty good. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> oh, well, it's a, it's a privilege to be here and to be sharing together in worship, enjoying Jesus. It's been a great weekend. We've, we've I've loved being here yesterday. And uh, we'll be going back off to Norwich this afternoon. Nice to see you. Some friends from Lowestoft are here. Jeremy, hi, good to see you. Welcome. Uh, but we're not so far away. So do come when you're on your travels. Come and see us in Norwich. I think we better pray and get into the Word. Would that be good? Lord, thank you. You're, you're alive, Lord Jesus. Thank you that your Word is alive. Thank you that, that you're here with us. Thank you that you, you speak to us. You've already been speaking to us, and we, we love to, 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 to hear your voice. What, a, what an amazing thing that you, holy, 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 awesome God, you, you know us by name, and you want to speak to us Lord, you're concerned about our lives. Lord, you're, you're working in our lives. And we, we, we're just amazed that you've caught us up into your purposes in the earth. And we, we count it a great privilege. And we say, Lord, would you speak to us now this morning? Open your word up to us. Would you give us food? Would you feed us on your word today? Because we want to be, we want to be affected by the dynamic of your word. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I, uh, I'm, I want to speak about the church, actually, today, and apologies to Mark, who said to me last night, um, uh, what are you speaking on today? And I said, oh, I, I'm uh, speaking on, on Jesus, the bread of life. I, I didn't mean to mislead you. Mark, if you get to listen to this, I wasn't mis- didn't misleading you. I just got led in another direction. And so I want to speak about the, about the church, the, this, this, this spirit-filled community of the church that... Um, we, could, we could say, burst upon the scene in the book of Acts, Jesus has, has left, he's ascended and, and gone into heaven, and the Spirit has come, and there's this, this community of people, this Spirit-filled community of people, the church that is, is, is coming into being, that, for which uh, Jesus has great plans throughout the earth. And so I wonder, to turn, if you'd like to turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 4, and uh, we'll read from verse 1. <clears throat> and just to give you the, the, the context here, Peter and John are before the, 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 the council. They've got into trouble. Peter and John have got into trouble because they've, they've healed a lame man. This man who was, I guess, well-known uh, around Jerusalem, uh, they had, he had to be carried each day into a, a, into a public place, I guess, so he could, could beg for alms and so on. He was well known, and he has just, he just been healed. He's just, he's leapt to his feet, and he's danced around the place, declaring the name of Jesus. And so Peter and John have got themselves into trouble, and so here we are making their defense before the council in chapter 4 and verse 1. So listen up, here we go. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and captain of the temple and the the Sadducees came upon them greatly annoyed. 
because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day. It was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed. And the number of the men came to about 5,000. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? The healing of the, the, the lame man. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing well before you, standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there's salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived they were uneducated, common men. They were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, what shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. We can't deny it. But in order that it may spread no further, some hope, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them, not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. We cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all were praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, why did the nation, the Gentiles rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly, in this city... They were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, who you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they prayed... The place in which they were gathered together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they continued to speak the word of God with boldness. The number of those who were believed were with one heart and soul and no one said that anything of of the things that belonged to him were his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus 
and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them. As many were owners of lands or houses, they sold and brought the proceeds of what was proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to those that had need. The church. It's really important that we have the authentic thing. That the word authentic has come up already this morning in that prophecy that God's, God is saying that your faith is authentic. And I was speaking about authenticity yesterday afternoon um, because whatever part of life we're considering, it's important that we've got the authentic thing. What I want to speak about this morning is the authentic people of God. What do the authentic people of God look like? What, do, what does the real thing look like? Because in, 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 in terms of the church, uh, there's all sorts of shapes and sizes and, and, and things being purported at the moment uh, about the church. There's, there's churches with big platforms and w- churches with no platforms. There's churches with big meetings. There's churches with no meetings. There's ch- churches with superstar leaders. There's churches with no leaders. What's authentic? What, do the, what does an authentic, spirit-filled company of people look like? It's important that we get the real thing. As I discovered when I was in China and bought an Armani suit for £5.50. It, it didn't take long for me to discover, although it said Armani all over it, it wasn't Armani. How did I discover? Bits started to drop off. It wasn't the real thing. And if you haven't got the real thing, it can be very deceiving and disappointing. I also um, uh, bought a very fine Omega watch for £1.50. This was a very fine watch, very thin, lovely. I know it was an Omega because it said Omega on it. But the trouble was, when I got, got home, I noticed that there was something a little strange about this because... When the big hand was on the 12, the little hand was between two numbers. So I didn't know if it was, it was uh, 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock, because the, the little hand was in the middle, which was a bit confusing. I suppose if I turned it upside down with... Oh, that might have worked, wouldn't it? If I turned it... Maybe that... Anyway, and, and then I, I, there was a, a, a date window in this, this watch... Uh, you know, round about quarter past. And the trouble was, when the big hand got to the date window, it got stuck on the little box. <laughs> and so it wouldn't go past quarter past. So I came to the conclusion that maybe it wasn't an Omega watch after all. And folks, you know, it, so it's, I want you, it's, how, do you, how many people know? It's important to have the real thing, isn't it? if we're not disappointed. So what does the authentic church look like? What does the authentic, spirit-filled community of Jesus, what does it look like? And that's why I've taken us through this, this passage this morning. I want to try and pick out some hallmarks of the authentic church of Jesus, the authentic, spirit-filled community. And the first thing I noticed when I, when I when you, you may have noticed when we read through this passage, was that it was a Jesus-centered community. They just couldn't stop talking about Jesus. Did you spot that? I mean, he got into tr- they got into trouble because they were proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they were doing signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. 
And so they, you couldn't stop these people talking about Jesus. In fact, they, when they tried to stop them, their, their reply was, well, whether it's right to, 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 to obey you or, or, or to pray God, you know, but we can't stop talking about Jesus. Okay? That's, that's what it said there, wasn't it? Um, uh, they were told not to keep talking about Jesus. They were a Jesus-centered community. Let me say, that's the, I think that's the first hallmark of the Spirit-filled people of God. They are focused on Jesus. And you may have spotted this morning, if you're a guest here, the, just about all the, the songs we've sung this morning, there's, there's been proclamation of Jesus. One of those early ones that we were singing, um, I'm alive in Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and, and a wonderful celebration about, about Jesus and who he is. And uh, we, we sung that, Oh, that older hymn of how marvellous, how wonderful. He took my sins and my sorrows. He made them his very own. We celebrate Jesus. Why? Because he's a wonderful saviour. He did. He took on himself our sin and our shame, our, the punishment due, for, to, due to us. He took it on himself so that we could walk free. And he rose again in newness of life so that I too could be made alive and brought to my Father, enjoying the, 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 the love of my Father. And it's all because of Jesus, isn't it? It's all because of Jesus. He's a wonderful Savior. He changes lives. He makes people whole. He still does. Mark Driscoll put it this way, If you want to be saved from your sin, death, the devil, addiction to your lusts, and God's wrath, along with all the other things listed in such places as Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 3, then Jesus is a great saviour. In fact, he's the only one who even claims he saves us from all these things. They were a Jesus-centred community. And I know that this is a Jesus-centred community. Declaring Jesus. I was going to preach on Jesus, the bread of life. I've just been really struck lately by this, this wonderful picture of uh, how real and tangible and satisfying Jesus wants to be to us. What, that, I'm going to make you hungry now. You're I know it's not lunchtime yet, but I want, to, I want you to think of a wonderful, fresh, freshly baked loaf of bread. Can you smell it? I've always wanted a, a bread maker in the house. I thought it would be great to have one in the house. To wake up every morning to the smell of wonderful, fresh... Are you getting hungry? Can you smell it? They say that, you know, if they, in supermarkets, they, 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 they woof the smell of bread around to sort of make you hungry and go and buy. It's a, it, it, it's a, it's a wonderful smell, isn't it? Are you get, can you smell wonderful, fresh bread? And you won't let us have a bread maker because she thinks we'll eat too much bread. Well, I thought that was the idea of having one. But you see, Jesus is saying, I'm the bread of life. I'm, I'm, I, I'm the one who, 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 who wants to nourish you, who wants to satisfy you, who wants to delight you. There's, hey, you can't resist. You know, you, you go in a supermarket and buy a, a French stick or something. You can't walk out with nibbling the end. You, you can't do it. You have to have a nibble, don't you? You have to break a bit off. There's something wonderful and nourishing and inviting about fresh bread. And Jesus says, I am the bread of life. 
I could preach on this one point all morning um, because I, it's, it, 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 it's, very, it's very special. It's, it, 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 it's, it's life to us. Jesus is the bread of life. He wants to be that real to you. He wants to be that accessible. He wants, he wants you to be feeding on him in your, in your innermost being. He, he wants you, in the same way that you need daily bread, Jesus is our daily bread to nourish us, to do us good, to, 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 to fill that, that, that thirst that is in every single one of us, that hunger that is in every single one of us. Jesus is the bread of life. In fact, John Piper, I have to give you this quote, John Piper, he wrote this, one of the reasons that God created bread or created grain and water and yeast and fire and human intelligence to make it, and I mean the really good kind of bread, not that, that the stuff that's made mainly from air. He's an American, you know, they have that kind of bread there. Jesus came into the world, sorry, the reason he made, the, he made all these things is so that when Jesus came into the world, he would be able to use the enjoyment of bread and the nourishment of bread as an illustration of what it means to believe on him and be satisfied with him. I believe with all my heart that bread exists to help us know what it is like to be truly satisfied in Jesus. I love that. Isn't that wonderful? The next time you taste some wonderful fresh bread, I want you to remember that. Jesus, he is the bread of life to nourish my life. And I hope that he is as real and enjoyable to you as that. Otherwise, just maybe, you are stuck with a nominal Christianity rather than a dynamic living enjoyment of Jesus. So, the first thing I see about authentic church, authentic community, authentic spiritual community, they could not stop talking about Jesus. They preached about Jesus. They couldn't stop speaking and praying for people in the name of Jesus. And they claimed to know him in verse 13. They, re- they recognized that these people had been with Jesus. It was evident these people knew Jesus. So that's the first hallmark that we need to, 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 to put on the authentic, uh, spirit-filled community. And the second thing really follows from that. This knowledge of Jesus made them very bold. And so they were a bold community. That comes right through the whole passage here. They, they were not intimidated by the people around them. It's very easy to be intimidated, isn't it, by, by, the, by the majority. And here, these people, they were not intimidated. They were, they were so, their relationship with Jesus was so alive, was so real, that they were not intimidated by people around them, but were were, were just compelled to speak about Jesus. So they were bold. They were bold. Their leaders were bold. Peter and James, they, that, that, Peter and John, they were, they were bold. In the face of opposition and threats, they were bold. It comes through here in verse, verse 13, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. And then again in verse 20, we cannot but speak of what we have heard. And despite, and the next verse speaks about threats. They, they, they weren't going to be deterred. 
and the other verses that we could look at. Uh, in fact, the last word in the, in the book of Acts, interestingly enough, if you go to the, to the end of the book of Acts, um, and um, um, you, 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 speaking here about Paul, right at the end of, of, of the book of Acts, he lived there two whole years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the word, the kingdom of God, and teaching about the Lord Jesus with all boldness and without hindrance. So there's another hallmark of the authentic people of God, a, a boldness to speak about Jesus, to make a stand for him, to live for him. Folks, that's a, that's a, that's a hallmark of the authentic people of God, a, a boldness to speak about Jesus. They were led by bold leaders, and I guess the, uh, the, the, the community became a bold people. The next thing I notice here is that they were a, a celebrating, a worshipping community. And I see that down here in, in verse 21. Um, uh, I think it was verse 21. Verse 24. When they, 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 when they were released, they... They, uh, uh, they went, they, 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 that's right, there we go, verse, verse 21. Um, because of the people, their people were all praising God for what had happened. And when they were released, they went back to their friends. And when they, when they met with their friends, when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God. And they started to worship and, and, and declare the greatness of God. They were a celebrating, they were a worshipping community. And again here this morning... It's wonderful to see people singing out, bringing a song, bringing a script, bringing a prayer, declaring the, the, the great worth of Jesus and of God. They were a celebrating community. Sometimes people say to me, uh, God, oh, is, uh, is your church one of those happy, clappy kind of places? I don't know what answer they actually expect. Um, well, well, no, 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 we're, we're one of the miserable... You know, uh, I mean, I'm happy to be called Happy Clappy. I mean, yes, we are, unashamedly. We enjoy gathering together and worshipping Jesus. They, so, yes, I don't mind being called a Happy Clappy Church because I'm not quite sure what others... Well, yes, we, but there are others, of course. We, but so a hallmark of the spirit-filled community is there is joy. There's joy. There's a, I, I, a song, I was thinking of a song just yesterday. We were sort of thinking of former, earlier days in, 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 the, in the new church movement and so on. And there's one song I remember from those days. I am a new creation, no more in condemnation. Here in the grace of God I stand. There was a wonderful line in that song. Um, a lightness in my spirit. A joy that has no limit. Here in the grace of God I stand. Folks, that's a hallmark of the, of the authentic, spirit-filled people of God. Even in prison, at midnight, there's, there's a song. It's, it's, it's not natural. That's because it's supernatural. It's the Holy Spirit in our lives throwing the, the floodlight on Jesus because that's what the Holy Spirit does. He, he throws the light onto Jesus. And so that's a hallmark of authentic Authentic people of God, the authentic church. They're a, a worshipping, celebrating community. There's, there's, there's joy. There's a, there's a gladness of heart. There's a celebration of who Jesus is and all that he's done. So, wonderful, again this morning. If you, 
if we were a visitor here and wondering, what, what are these people, what, what is this? It's a celebration of who Jesus is and what a wonderful father we have. That's a hallmark of, of authentic people of God. The next thing I notice in this passage is that they were, is that they were a community of friends. They were a community of friends. We notice that here uh, in, in verse 23. When they were released, they went, you might think, home for a bath, um, out for a bite to eat. They went to their friends. Mate, it's quite likely their friends were, were gathered together and praying for them while, they, while, while this was going on. They went to their friends. And when they heard it, they say so they, 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 so they prayed together and worshipped God together. And we see a bit further on uh, in the passage the way they opened their lives to one another. It was a community of friends. It, and, folks, if you know your New Testament at all, you'll, you'll know that, the, that that's the very smell of the New Testament. When you read Paul's letters, my Dear, my dear, dearly beloved, my dear friends, folks, this is the, it's, this is the language of, it's, it's, it's the smell, the fragrance of the, of the New Testament, of the, of the church. This, they, they were dear friends, beloved friends, dear friends. We were never meant to, to go it alone. In fact, even, even Paul, it's, he, he, thinking of perhaps another point that they didn't have superstar leaders they had brothers they were brothers because it says of of Paul in in 2 Corinthians 2 verse 12 this super apostle Paul it says when I came to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ even though a door was open for me in the Lord my spirit was was not at rest because I did not find my brother Titus there so I took leave of them and went on to Macedonia. Do you see that? Here's the great apostle Paul. His friend Titus isn't there. There's a door of opportunity for the gospel. But he, he won't take it because he, he realized the importance of being uh, harnessed to his friends. I used to, I used to row. Anyone, anyone here into rowing? You know, not, not little sort of ploddly thing on the lake. The, the real stuff with a proper oar. Anyone ever been into rowing? Anyone? Okay, well, if, if, you, if you had been, into, if you've ever seen it on telly, um, you have these sliding, very long oars and a, slight, a sliding, there's, there's, there's eight of you, that's why they call it an eight, plus a cox who doesn't really count, but it's, it's an eight. And, and, well, he does count, but he, he, he's small, so... Um, uh, he's vital, okay? If, if, if there are any coxswain here this morning, you're very valuable. Um, but they're, they're sliding seats. Now, you've really got to keep in step together if you're going to go anywhere. You've all got to slide forward at the same time on your sliding seat, and then you've all got to push backwards at the same time on your sliding seat. Because if you don't, if you're going forward when the guy in front is going backwards... There's not enough room, <laughs> and you collide, and it hurts, and someone ends up in the water. Folks, it doesn't matter how powerful you are. If you can't keep in step with one another, it doesn't take you anywhere. And that's true in, in the family of God. 
they're, they're, they're brothers. There's friendship. There's, this is authentic New Testament church. There's not superstars. There's a company of friends harnessed together to serve God together. That's the smell of the New Testament, isn't it? That's, if, 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 the, if, if the Apostle Paul was hesitant of going it alone and wouldn't go alone without his friend Titus being there with him, even though there's a door of opportunity, shouldn't you and I be quite circumspect about what we feel we can accomplish on our own? God has joined us in koinonia, in this fellowship of believers, the body of Christ, where we're linked together with our dear friends. That's authentic New Testament Christianity. We need one another. We need to watch for one another. We need to keep in step with one another because that's the way that Jesus has planned for his church to go forward well. There's a place for you in the body of Christ. There's a place for everybody in the body of Christ. The body of Christ only only builds itself up as each part, each member plays its part. Is that right? That's right, isn't it? That's, that, that's, that's authentic New Testament Christianity. So they're a community of friends. Gifts given to the body. Watching out for one another. Seeing one another released into the gift that God has for them. And let me tell you, the church is a wonderful place. It's a wonderful place to find your place. It's better than having a hundred virtual friends on Facebook to have the family of God around you in the church. Okay? I don't know how many friends you've got on Facebook. I haven't got any. Because <laughs> I, I don't know my way into Facebook. <laughs> but you hear what I'm saying? The, in these, the, the family of the church is precious. This precious company of friends. So they were, they've been let... They've been set free, they go to be with their friends. Michael Eaton puts it like this. His supreme design in the world is to bring together a people. He saves and redeems and rescues and cleans and so makes his saved and purified people to be the church. Precious, isn't it? We had a chap baptised a little while ago. Back, home, back, back at King's, uh, he'd come through Alpha and so on, and he got to be baptised, and uh, it was very moving. He just started to say how I've... He said, I've, I've never had a family before. I've, I've, I, I, and he just told the story of his life, and with tears in his eyes, he just said, I've found a family. It's precious, isn't it? Coming to know Jesus, coming to know the family of God is precious. They were a company of friends. Let's not lose it. Let's make sure... We're not a business. We're a family. Okay? Well, the next thing I see, the next mark of authenticity I see here is that they're a, they're a praying community. They, they prayed together. It was like a reflex. Their, their brothers had been in trouble. There was, there was danger around. There, was, there were challenges around. What do they do? They pray. It was a reflex. Just like, you know, you, you, you hit your knee and you, your leg should shoot out. And uh, it's, a, it's a reflex. When, in the family of God, when there's challenges around, what do the people of God do? They pray. They don't call a committee meeting. They pray. So let me commend you. Friday evening prayer meeting. Be there. 
Especially when there's things that are touching the, the, the church family. We, we, we're a community of friends who pray together. We pray and call on the name of Jesus. That's a, that's a, a, a sign of an authentic company, a, a, a spirit-filled community. They were praying community. And their prayer meetings were, were, were pretty lively. They were, they were fun. Um, There's a mixture of praise and petition. By the way, I guess there's another point here. I, just, I, could, I could have endless points here this morning. They were a community that knew the scriptures. Well, they, they start quoting here in their prayer meeting. They're, they're reciting Psalm 2 and the, they're reciting the scriptures. They're a community that knew the scriptures and they're praying the scriptures. This is a hallmark of, of authentic spirit-filled community. So there they are. You see there in um, verse 25, uh, in their prayer, quickly it's working into uh, just just declaring God's truth from Scripture. You spoke through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit. And so there we've got that quote from from Psalm Psalm 2. So they're, they're a praying community. They're a community that know the Scriptures and are speaking the Scriptures. Uh, a few more. I, I won't keep you here all day, but there's just so there's so many wonderful hallmarks here. Um, another one I see is there's a they're a generous community. They're a generous community. We saw that towards the end of chapter four. There, they they didn't just open their homes; they opened their lives, their wallets. They they were a generous community. There wasn't a needy person among them. It says there in verse thirty-four. It says great. Grace was upon them. Well, that's not surprising because, well, that's what God's like. That's what Jesus is like. Full of grace, giving, giving, loving. Folks, this is, that's, that's, that, it's hardly surprising that this, this, this authentic community was a generous community. They knew how to open their hearts to one another, their homes to one another, their wallets to one another. Beautiful. Isn't that, isn't that precious? that wonderful? I love the family of God. I, I'm grateful for the family of God. Going back to that last point I mentioned about being a praying community and uh, having had a few challenges recently in the last year on the health front to, to have a band of friends coming around every week to pray with me. I love the family of God. Isn't it special? When, when one suffers, we, we all, we're all there taking, we're standing together, praying, believing God. Folks, that's the family of God. It's a great place to be. It's a wonderful way, place to live your life in the family of God, the authentic family of God. And I know that that happens here. I know that you live like that. So a generous community. Paul writes to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 7. He says, just as you excel in everything, there might be a, he might have a, uh, be having a slight dig there, in terms of their perception of themselves, in, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnest, in your love for us, see that you excel in this grace of giving. See that you excel in this grace of giving. So the, it was a generous community. Hearts and homes and wallets open to one another. That's, that's a sign of the grace of God at work in us. Because grace is all about giving. Another one I spot here, well, really, it's fairly obvious, it's a, it's a healing community. The whole story I read came about because Jesus was changing lives, <laughs> and that lame man had got healed. And it, 
in the context of this wonderful community of friends where, where Jesus is, is at the center, lives get changed, lives get transformed. People get released from all sorts of bondages and, 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 and damage that's been done in their lives and, and healed in their bodies, transformed. Jesus is, is, is alive in his church. And just as he walked around in New Testament times, wherever he went, he was touching lives and making people whole. He's still doing it today through his body, the church. It's a healing community. People are made whole in the context of the, the, the church of Jesus. And I know even here today, there's people, and your testimony would be, Jesus has changed my life. He's, he's, he's transformed me. He, he hasn't just forgiven me, and given me new life. He's delivered me from all sorts of things. He's changed me. He's, he, that's what he does. That's what Jesus does. And through his church, he's still doing that today. A healing community. Both physically, emotionally. Jesus is healing people today. And it's come through the company of people, his church, who are living in obedience to him. So doing the works of Jesus. Jesus was full of compassion. That's what he wants to be wants to be demonstrating through through us. And it's true of you that you may wonder what your contribution to play is in the body of Christ. Well, you may not be able to raise the dead, but you can reach out in the name of Jesus and bless someone. I was wonderfully welcomed this morning as I walked in here, smiling, inviting, wonderful welcome. What a, what a blessing to have a welcome team like that. So, this is the family of God. This is where we reach out to one another in the name of Jesus and people find their place and they find they are, they are accepted. There's a good that, that you can do. There's a script that, that, that has been written for you in your life, for you to play your part in the family of God. I don't know about you, but I, I actually, I, I, I don't like, I'm a bit of an activist. I don't like doing nothing. Now, actually, I think it's the way God made us. God, there's a, a creation um, ordinance, really, that God has made us to, to serve him and to serve one another. I'm not very good at doing nothing. Angie says I'm a bad backseat driver. Um, actually, I saw a cartoon yesterday in the paper, I don't know if you saw it, that there was a man and a woman walking to the car, and uh, the, the woman was saying to the man, I'll drive, you criticise. <laughs> but, let me say, it's, it's healthy for you to find your place in the, in the family of God. There's, a, there's, there's, there's works that, 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 that God is calling you to do in the family of God. In this healing community that wants to, to minister the grace of God to, to other people. There's, there's, a, there's a good that you can do in the geography of your life. There's a good that you can do that God has called you to do. You know, I, I've got a feeling that, that, that one of the things we'll be doing in... Uh, it, 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 in, in, in the new heaven and the new earth, when, when we get to our, our resurrection bodies and so on, one of the things I think we'll be doing when we're with, with Jesus, I think we'll be watching 
tapes and DVDs, okay? And I think we'll be watching DVDs of wonderful acts of kindness and grace that never got into the Bible, that never got into the news, but wonderful secret acts of grace and kindness that were carried out by the saints in hidden places, but nevertheless brought glory to Jesus. Do you get my point? I think there's a, I, I certainly, well, put it this way, they're certainly recorded in, in the libraries of heaven, those acts of kindness hidden away, demonstrating the love and good and grace of God. And, and you and I have got a call of God on us as the authentic people of God. We're a healing community. And as, as Peter and John walk down the road, and, and this, this lame man, and, uh, and uh, he, he, he cries out for help. Folks, the authentic people of God are those who respond to cries of help around us and reach out in the name of Jesus to bless, to encourage, to welcome, to receive. Folks, that's a hallmark of the authentic, spirit-filled community of God. It's a healing community where people are loved and accepted and lives are changed. Another point I've got here, it's a growing community. Hardly surprising, all these wonderful things going on. The, the, the presence of Jesus, this, the, this joy and celebration, this focus on prayer. By the way, just if I can backtrack onto that whole thing of prayer, not only thinking of your church prayer meeting, I, I was really encouraged to see in one of those hymns we sang this morning about early in the morning... Uh, what was it? Our prayers will rise to you. Did you spot that? I was just teaching yesterday how I, I felt God speaking to me about there's something special about morning prayer, seeking God. I want to encourage you in your, your own devotions to be, to be engaging with God and, and uh, uh, making sure that your, your, devotion, your devotion to Jesus is fresh and daily and right up there at the beginning of your day. But, but coming to my last point here, it's a growing community. It's a growing community. Now, I'm not one for statistics, and I, I don't count numbers and, and all that sort of thing, I, but I, I do believe that this wonderful, attractive company of the people of God is destined to grow and grow and grow. In fact, Isaiah prophesied in, in chapter 54 and verse 2 of Isaiah, enlarge the place of your tent. Let the curtains of your habitation be stretched out. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cord. Strengthen your stakes. You're going to spread abroad to the right and the left. Your offspring will possess the nations. It's great to hear of you. It's another congregation here. Oh, another one over there. Touching communities. It's a, it's a growing community. It, 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 I don't know if you noticed in that... Um, when, when, when Peter and John were, were released, you know, lest this spread any further. You, well, of course it's going to spread further. This wonderful good news about Jesus who changes lives. It's a growing community. And I want to commend you as you, you're touching communities around your city. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's what is written over us. Enlarge. You're going to spread out to the right, to the left. Goes on to say... No weapon formed against you will prevail. It's a growing community. Folks, folks there's, there's nothing like the authentic church of Jesus Christ. It's very special. It's wonderful. And I want to say to you this morning, it's not 
primarily about, it's not about microphones and superstars and it's not about those things. It's about this wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ. It's about a spirit-filled community who are doing all these things and more. They're centered on Jesus. They're boldly preaching and declaring his great worth. They're celebrating and worshiping. They're a community of friends. They're not superstars. They're a praying community. They're a generous community. They're a healing community. They're a growing community. They're a community that are bringing glory to Jesus. That's my final point. It's all about you, Jesus. It's your church. You're the one who said, I will build my church. And we would, we, we would be, do well to build wisely and make sure that, the, that, that, that we have these hallmarks that we see here in, in, in this chapter we've just read. Because we want in all that we do to bring glory to Jesus, don't we? We want to bring glory to him. If you're playing your instrument on a Sunday, it's, it's for him. If you're welcoming over there, it's for the glory of Jesus. That the church will be built up as each member plays his or her part. It's a wonderful thing. I'm so glad. I, I feel a, it's a privilege for me to be a part of the church family. In fact, there at King's, I've been there about 20 years now. I love the family of God. I love the church. It's, it's precious. In fact, it says in Isaiah that um, uh, uh, through the prophet Isaiah, God says, I, I will set my stones, set your stones in antimony. And all those precious stones. Antimony was, uh, it, was, it, it was like, actually, it was used for eyeshadow uh, in, the, uh, in the ancient world. Now, I don't know much about eyeshadow, but I, I don't use it personally. But I, as I understand it, eyeshadow is used to bring out the brightness of the eye. And when, as Isaiah there, as God speaks through Isaiah about the church, as though God's saying, I'm making something very beautiful. I want to set each one in their place in this wonderful, multifaceted, multicolored, glistening building that is the church. Each one important, each one set off, placed specially, individually, by the hand of a loving Father to, to be bright and radiant to bring glory to Jesus. Folks, I encourage you, find your place in the family of God. Give yourself to the authentic family of God so that these wonderful things will be happening in in your city and community and that Jesus will be glorified as his church grows and grows and becomes more significant in our day, which I believe is his agenda, that the church becomes more and more glorious in our day. Do you believe that? I do with all my heart. I'd love to pray for you. Can I pray for you this morning that Jesus will be glorified in all that you do? And Let me say, I have no vested interest, but if you haven't found a family of God to be a part of, make your choice quick. Get connected. Because it's a wonderful thing to be part of God's purposes in the earth, which is his church.